Welcome to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are happy you are here. Please find the full schedule at IamSymposium.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. Uh, today, I have one of my favorite people here, uh, Linda Fitch. And Linda is a practicing shaman who has studied and worked with the Inca medicine men and women of Peru for over two decades. Linda has taught at the prestigious locations like Omega, Kripala, Esalen, Mount Madonna, Alternatives, and East and West. She is a dynamic and gifted teacher. A key element in her classes and workshop is an emphasis on being of service in the world, and her graceful style helps others to shift their life and create the destiny they desire. She has trained thousands of students, including me, and leads expeditions to the high mountains and jungles of Peru. She maintains an active personal healing practice, working with clients around the globe. And um, and you can she'll tell you where you can find her. But there's a link to uh, her gift in, in today's e- email. So if you haven't signed up, go over to IamSymposium.com and sign up. Or if you're in the Windland, uh, it will be listed here in the in the notes. All right. Well, Linda... I asked all of the presenters this year pretty much the same question. These are crazy, windy times. This is the first year in the I Am Symposium that before we even started, I've been getting prayer requests. This is really the first year that I've really gotten a lot of prayer requests where people say, you know, can I tend fire? I'm going through chemo. Can I do this? I've got this going on. And so what I want to say is that we're up for, in for a windy, bumpy ride together here, but know that there's a community holding you in their light. So as the, uh, the Aini of the, the pre- people we studied with in Peru is that today for you, tomorrow for me, which meant for me a couple of years ago when I was really sick during the I Am Symposium, you probably remember that when I could hardly get out of bed, that I knew your lights were shining bright and I could bask in your light. And so Linda's going to give us a few more practices today that she finds useful for navigating these strong, steady winds. You know, Renee, just your sharing right there. So first off, thank you for including me. It just made me teary. It mm-hmm. is windy times that we're in. And it really is how do we navigate it and how do we know that we're on purpose and that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for doing this symposium. I know that's a tremendous amount of work. And for everybody (laughs) listening in, I just want to say such, we're called to be here right now. Like these are the times we are called to be present in. Like sometimes we need to just pull the blinds and hover down in, but you know, it's the time, pull the blinds up, time to take the action. And as I sat with really, you know, living in the sacred, how do we do that? I said, gosh, I only have, what's the core message that I think would help people in these windy times? And I came up with really three main steps right now. And uh, one of those, and that's what I want to go through in a little bit of exercise with each of the steps. And then the step number three to do a destiny journey. Because it weaves back in where we need to be informed by who we're becoming. Not just what's not just not the wind that's happening now, but we want to do be informed by that still wind, you know, that place of ease. So the very first step is, of course, we are spirit in a physical body. 
So that very first step is to be in the physical body, be in form, you know, and what does it take for you to be centered, to be present, to be aware? So it have to take care of the physical, like number one, be, be centered. So whether that means meditation or whether that means this place of um, watching what you eat for, and you need to know you. Like your neighbors can get away with other stuff. Maybe they can do alcohol. Maybe they can do sugar. Really notice who you are and how you be centered. This this physical body, you can't be in fight or flight. You know, you have to be stepping into that intuition to be in that place of stillness. You need to develop those stillness practices. So the very, very first thing was really core right now is that you take care of the container. If that means you sleep extra over the symposium, sleep extra over the symposium, go sit by the fire. I loved how you shared, Renee, about uh, fire tenders needing the prayers. Go stand by the fire. Take care of the physical body right now because that's your container that, that shares spirit. And remember, it goes, you have to be grounded down into the earth. And it comes right from your pelvis. So that's where the pelvis is grounded in. Your meditation cannot be through your head. It has to be through, right down, grounding into the earth, and then up, 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 up. And then then you can go right up to that connection with spirit. And, you know, I have people that say, well, it's crazy. I mean, it is windy times right now. What do we do when that wind is so strong around us, when we're caught in the the drama? I always look at what are your red flags? Like, how do you know you're off? You know, is there a lot of drama in your life? And then you're off. Is there a place where you feel like you're asleep, where you don't want to deal with things? So um, where you're not present. Those are your red flags. Always know your own red flags. Everybody's unique. And get enough sleep, take care of the body. But if it feels like it's building up and you're like, I got my kids home, I got whatever else is going on, I have kids in my family, I've got spouse, well, partners, whatever, work. I'm going to give you a really, really simple practice that's from the Pacos. And the Pacos are the elders from Peru. Now in this one, what you're going to do is you're going to, um, we're actually going to call on the energy of the cosmos, the vital life force energy. So if you, for you, if that means being under a tree, then you're going to call on the trees. If it means your favorite spots being on the ocean, call on the ocean. If you love the wind, if you want to be at the top of the mountains, it's just this vital life force energy. And that's what we're going to call on. And I'm going to walk you through it. It's called a Salmon Chakwi. It says it's the, the Kero name for it, the Paco's name for it. But what we're going to do, it's actually going to clean off. So you all have a bubble. Actually, let's go back a little bit further. We go into your energetic anatomy. Not only do you have this bubble of light around you, then you also have these three main energy centers is what the Paco's talk about. So your belly for right action. And that's where we're going to go. That's the third step. Then you have your heart for right loving, and then your mind for right thinking. So in this world, in this Western world, we're all caught in the mind about, are you thinking about, we really want to be in that right loving and right action. So bubble. And you know, you'll say, so what happens is when we have all that trauma, drama, this wind that's going on around us is this heavy energy, and it actually feels heavy. It gets stuck on your bubble. 
And so what we want to do is give you a really super easy way to clear it off your bubble. And again, I'm going to walk you through how to do it. And you, all you have to do is start the process. It's not like you have to sit for 20 minutes in meditation and, you know, there's no time limits. Lay there in bed. Notice it's caught up. Take a breath. Go back down to that pelvis. Go down to being grounded in the earth. Okay, and I'm going to recommend you do it right now. You can leave your eyes open, eyes closed, whatever you want. Take a nice deep breath. Remember that breath is the one that regulates the nervous system. There you go. Right down to your pelvis, sitting, standing, and just sense, use your intention, awareness, just sense that bubble around you, that you have this light bubble around you. It was formed actually when you were born. So with it, then you want to call on a stream of light, a concentrated stream of light. And again, that could be from the trees, the ocean, just it's vital life force energy. And it comes from everywhere. Let it just cascade over you. Like it just comes in. It's easier to close your eyes and just trust it. Know that it's just going to happen. Feel its flow. Wash it over your bubble. And just allow it to cleanse that bubble. Notice if there is any heavy energy. If you're a fire tender, you can put it in the fire. Otherwise, it's going to speed up as you call on this light or it's going to go down to the earth. See, the Mother Earth actually looks at it as a gift. So take it, send it down to the earth, send it down to the earth, send it down to the earth if your speed's up. And you just get yourself out of the way. Just let the light work. And sometimes when this happens, there may be certain events that come up. Maybe, you know, there's a trigger. Maybe there's something that's happening right now for you. Maybe there's a significant other. Maybe it's in a memory. It can actually be physical emotions that you feel. They call it hucha heavy, hucha heavy energy. And just let it come down down, down to the earth, just runs over. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful. Still do your breath and just allow yourself to be cleansed. Your mind can wander. Just bring it back. That's what the mind does. It wanders. Just bring it back. And actually, if you increase that flow, here's what's so cool. Increase the flow, increase the flow. Yes. As you increase the flow, it becomes Munai or love. And you can feel your heart open. You can feel that deep connection right into the earth. There you go. And then when you're done, you just stop the flow of the energy. Kind of settle in. Notice. And then notice how vibrant your bubble is right now. Whew. So that's step one. Mm. Yourself, your centering, and coming back to you. Renee, how was it for you? Are you good there? Oh, oh can you hear me? I'm great. That was really good. Great. I, yeah, that was beautiful. Lovely. Okay, so that's first step. Coming, that's that centering. So notice your container. Take care of your body. Take care of you. It's like this is the place spirit in form. So you got to take care of the form. Spirit informs you got to take care of the form, clear off the heavy hooches. Just a sweet, easy way. And um, 
You can also help do that for family members, for loved ones. From the Paco perspective, you're always in right relationship. Uh, Renee talked about Aini when we started. So you're always in Aini according to the Pacos. So you can actually use your intention to connect with someone else's bubble that may be having some difficulty, um, whether it's some, you know, with some issues or events or trauma, healing, you know, that they're going through, and then you can just help drain off their heavy energy. So, so beautiful. First step. Second step is once you're grounded and you're still inside, it's not the outside stillness. You're going to have amazing, like people go, I've got all this stuff going on. It's like, you can still be still. That's our goal is to have that inside stillness. And that's why we have the practice of the Samachakri. Go back to stillness. Then what we want to do is we want to connect deeply to spirit. Now, we all know this, and you'll hear people that they'll go, oh, I've lost my connection to spirit. Well, think about it. You're always connected to spirit. You're grounded. It's like this tree. You're always connected to the earth and always connected to spirit. We just stop remembering it. We forget that we're connected. So then I went, well, so why do we forget that we're connected? You're always connected. Okay, you're source. You're still first step. Then you go, okay, so why do I forget I'm connected? So this is some new work I'm doing. And for my students and for my clients, this is the hands down number one thing that is shifting their lives right now. So if we look at when we talked about the all the wind that's happening in the world now, the craziness, if you want to call it that, the veils are thin between all the different realms. So as the veils become thin, we're really sensing everybody here at the symposium, you guys are sensitive beings. You're sensing this stuff that's coming over between the veils. And yes, it feels windy. And part of what's coming over between the veils, remember that that the veils are opening, so the stuff's coming through with the veils. Part of what's happening is you are sensing this healing that needs to happen in your ancestors' lines. And again, this is the number one thing that is moving the needle for my clients, moving the needle for my students. And it's some of the newer work that I'm doing. It's just fabulous. So, of course, shamans have done ancestor work for eons. You know this, you know, and you probably are aware of the whole field of the epigenetics, you know, that you were an egg in your mom when she was in utero of your grandmother. So the, your grandmother was pregnant with your mom and you, the, the precursor egg cells of who you are now. So in the epigenetics, particularly the inherited epigenetics that we talk about, there's lots and lots of research about it that you can look into. Shamans talk about that we have that influence seven generations, you know, going out and going back. So you have lots of, think about this, you have lots and lots of things that happen in the world, lots of stuff that happens in the world, and you're only triggered by some of it. You're not triggered by everything. You're only triggered by some of it. Why? Why do we lose this connection? Well, what it is, I'm just going to let you play with this for a second. What it is, is the stuff that's triggering us is somewhere back in our ancestor line. Somewhere somebody had an event, an experience, a drama, a trauma that never got worked through. So what happens if there's this really strong emotion, and just think about, gosh, just even our, in our grandmother's times, I don't care how old you, 
in how old you are in our grandmother's times, if you just think about there was a lot happening in the world, let alone if we go back generation after generation after generation, there was a lot of survival, poverty, death. And it sounds like now, poverty, death, survival. So this stuff that has never been healed is somewhere back in that ancestors. And then what it does is those emotions, those feelings, um, actually, if you aren't in right relationship, Aini, that Renee was talking about, if you're not in Aini with your ancestors, what happens is that old stuff, and we're feeling it more now, the veils are thinner, that old stuff will actually come up and stop you. And literally, it will become, it'll stop you from creating what you want in your life. It can include poverty. If there's poverty back in your family line and you want to manifest what you want, guess what? Bam. So in our Western world, our tendency is to, oh, let me do my ancestor work. Let me recognize that. But we don't really let them heal. This is different. This is the depth of the healing. This is why I really look at you're here. This is the gift you can offer. This is what you can do is you can allow your ancestors to heal. And right now with all this wind and the realms being so open, this is what they're asking for. Now we're going to do it the shamanic way. It's the shamanic way. You don't have to go into why or what happened. You may have a sense of it. Stay out of that. And what we want to do the shamanic way is we go into ceremony. So as Anybody that's done shamanic work, you know, ceremony is the it's like the vehicle for transformation. It's the stuff that keeps things moving is ceremony. Now, how we do it is we do ceremony with your ancestors by creating an ancestor altar. Creating an ancestor altar. You might say, well, I've done an, an altar. It isn't a place to say, hey, you guys are over here. It's a place to allow them to heal. And this is a much different place. Like I've, I've done ancestor altars for years. This is different. This is a place where you're bringing, and part of it's the time's different, but you're bringing and calling in your ancestors and you're going to bring honoring to them. You're going to bring love to them. You're going to bring right relationship to them, which means you have to be in right relationship. So as I created my ancestor altar, and I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. So let's first say, how do we, you would do it? So find a spot that is not hidden. You're not hiding them, but is more private and sacred for you, wherever that is. So um, it may be in a, it may be in your office. It's just fine. It's not like you have to go, oh, I'm afraid of them. Um, typically not in your bedroom, just because as you're in your dream time, your ancestors can come across and visit with you in your dream time. So you want to keep your dream time really um, sacred. So somewhere that holds them in the sacred, someplace that's special for them. And so table, uh, right now, mine have been in the back room. And then right now my husband's here. So mine's on a, on a, a card table, just fine. You can put genealogy stuff in there, a candle, incense, um, flowers, water. Now, when I started my ancestor altar, this one, this really big one, and when I opened it, I have a whole line in my family that I never heard anything positive about. Um, now I hear things, but at that time, so when I opened my ancestor altar, there was a tremendous amount of grief there, a lot of pain there. So I put a grief altar within my ancestor altar, and that's, if anybody wants to know how to do that, that's on my website. Under my free stuff, it goes through how you do a grief altar. 
Um, so it can include objects, jewelry, uh, things they've made. It can include all sorts of things as part of your ancestor altar. I put some sacred cornmeal around it just to say, hey, here's, here's a place that's sacred for you. Sacred for you. Now what you're doing is you are bringing honoring and right relationship to them. So I want to tell you a couple of stories with it. So create your altar, light your candle, light your incense, invite them in. One of my teachers actually talks about you bring praise and honoring to them. Praise and honoring to them. Use your name. You call on them. You know, I come, you know, spirit, I'm here. I did it before we sat down today, Renee. You know, ancestors, be here to help me. Allow me to be a clear vehicle for what I need to say. So they're here to help you, but first we have to allow their healing. So here's my two funny stories about it. Um, so in my ancestor, I told you, you know, that uh, I hadn't really heard anything positive about this ancestor line. So, and I, I could just feel this overwhelming sadness. So I have my ancestor altar, had it in the back room, in the uh, beautiful spot. And I had a, I had an appointment out of town. So it was too hot where I was going to take the dog. So I had a dog sitter and I thought, oh, it's too much for the dog sitter. So I covered my ancestor altar with a towel. I drive two hours. My appointment gets canceled 20 minutes before. While I'm, I drive two hours over there. My appointments, I get a phone call. My appointment's canceled 20 minutes before. Already driven two hours. I'm over there. It's 98 degrees and my air conditioner goes out. And then I usually have really good traffic um, flow and everything went to pot. Like I was stuck in traffic for hours, no air conditioner, meeting got canceled. And finally, I mean, like this doesn't happen to me. I don't, I don't, that's, that's not in the flow. Finally, I stopped, went, Linda, what happened? What the hey? What was this all about? That's what I asked. What was this all about? And it was so clear. My ancestors were pissed. Here, I invited them in, say, hey, I want to honor you. I want to celebrate you. I want to be in right relationship with you. I want all your healing here. And then I cover them up. Like I put them, I was like ashamed. Cover them back up. So dog sitter came over next time. Absolutely. Nothing got covered. Nothing got covered up with. So ancestor altar. The other thing I really got, um, my mom's 94. And I meet with a couple of my siblings who are, my sister's the primary caregiver. And of course, again, part of that ancestor line, had, I had never heard the positive things. And so some of that negative stuff was coming out in, in our discussions as we're chatting away with it. And what I really got deeply inside, I couldn't on one side, hey, say, come heal. My whole mom's line, come heal. My whole dad's line, come heal. Here's the other one. You can put your partner's line on there my husband's line, past partners. If you have kids together, they go on your altar. If you have kids together, they go on your altar. If there's still unfinished business with them, they go on your altar. It needs to come in right relationship. So I couldn't be asking for healing here and then saying, shoot, shoot stuff, bad stuff about them over here. I had to bring integrity. Either I allowed them to heal and I had to really hold that spot allowed them to heal and allowed all of that to heal within myself. So when we do that, 
then your ancestors are actually here to help you with your flow, your connection to spirit. You're always connected. Then the ancestors allow you to be grounded and totally in the flow. So that's number two. Good? Good. All right. Um, any questions that you can think of, Renee, for the ancestor altar? No. Uh, the one question I always ask is for permission. But how do you, are you saying that there's implied permission? So from the Paco's perspective, so from the Peruvian Paco's perspective, what they hold is that you're always in Aini. So of course your ancestors have their own free will. And of all the client work I've done, everybody in, um, there's only actually one person I found who had an ancestor that was just like, no way. And that ancestor came from a really, really rough past. Part of NLP, a good chunk of my background, um, neuro-linguistics programming, is that everybody's doing the best they can with the resources they have at the time. Now, that doesn't mean they did good things at the time, but they were doing the best they could. So when you hold that and you hold the intention of healing and invitation and honoring and uh, really honoring them and praising them, then it really, that is that place of Aini. You are inviting them in. It's still their choice. They still have free will. So that's that place where they get to choose with it. But you're, the, this is what's happening right now with all those winds. These veils are open. And guess what? This is the healing that ripples back through the generations. Actually, if we go far enough, you know, we go to that, we're all one. This is this all oneness. It isn't just all oneness moving forward. We need to create that all oneness flowing backward. So from the Paco perspective, you are always in Aini. Always in Aini. And there, with that, you always have permission. Now, you're not trying to, and when you bring praise and honoring, you're, you, and love, and love, Munai, Munai, Munai. It's like, and then they still have their choice. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So first practice, centering, taking care of the container, stillness. Second practice, um, that place of connecting. And then the tool is really to work with your ancestor altar. Again, this is what's moving the needle. Um, and then the third one is what I want to do, Renee, is I want to do a destiny retrieval. And the reason, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's a, you know, all of these are tools with it. So in the destiny retrieval, and many, many spiritual practices, or actually spiritual traditions, what they have, they have elders, they have um, wisdom keepers that just really help hold the future. So as we talk about, you know, like there's lots of things to do. We're moving into that right action. So right loving, right action to be an Aini, in the place of, yeah, take the actions you need to take. Go, you know, um, go, go put your time, go put your money in those right places. You know, go and be involved in the right things. And as energy workers, as shaman, part of the right action right now is that we create the future so that we want that it then informs the now moment. So this is where it works with time. It's actually syntropy is what it is. We're informing today from the future. So as we step into 2022 or beyond, but we want to do this for ourselves and for the world. Now, how the shamans do that 
is not through our heads. We do it through journey. So I want to do like it's about a five, maybe 10 minute journey. So we're going to go for it. Sound good? And I'm ready. All right. So in the very first thing you want to do is you want to pick a, and then I'll guide you through all this, is you want to pick a sacred place that you want to journey from. And this is just in your mind's eye. So maybe that's from that forest. Maybe it's from the trees. Maybe it's at your window. Maybe it's in the jungle. And you just want to connect energetically with that place right now. And then just ask it if it's okay to, that, that, that you can journey from there. Just you want to be with it. You can feel it's welcome. There you go. Just like that. You're feeling that interconnectedness of all of life. That's why we do it instead of just going, hey, go into your sit, you know, notice your chair or how you're in the earth. You want to connect with that place that holds you. Be interconnected. Notice if there's any mind chatter that comes up. That's what the mind does. It's okay. That's what the mind does. And the first thing you want to do is actually you want to say, what do you think the world needs now? If you have something that you think, you know, the world needs more connection, the world needs more loving, the world needs a, um, you know, it needs more trust, whatever, whatever you think the world needs right now. And then I'd actually recommend you write it down. What's the world need right now? And as you get that, you want to flip it now to make that personal. Whatever you wrote down or what you're thinking about, the world needs more connection than say, how does this relate to me? How does it relate to me, what I need right now? So maybe if you wrote connection, maybe you need a deeper connection to yourself, a deeper connection to spirit. If you wrote down the world needs love, how do you need to love yourself more? So flip it to yourself. Flip it to yourself. Flip it to yourself. Because uh, this is what you need. This is what needs to be part of that journey, part of that becoming. And take a breath. And take a nice second deep breath. Again, it's the breath as center, right down to that pelvic floor. Right down into your pelvic floor. I'm going to put my journey out right here. And another breath. And you take just a second. You want to do that clearing light right around your bubble. One more time. There you go. And you want to stay in kind of that dream state. Eyes closed. Invite you. Close your eyes. Kind of in that what if space. And use all your senses. See, sense, hear, feel. You can stare into the fire if you want. And go to that sacred place you picked. Whether that's the mountains, the rivers, the forests. No healing is needed here in this place. Just be there. And in your mind's eye, decide how far out you want to go. Do you want to go out five years, three years, ten years, twenty years? Go right down into your heart. Relax right into your heart. The further out you go, more possibilities are possible. As you relax, go right into your heart. You're going to look out through your third eye. And as you look, 
you're looking into the future, you're actually looking for yourself, an extraordinary version of who you're going to become at three years, five years, ten years, whatever it is. Meaning the one that's wise, deep, connected, prosperous, happy, satisfied. You know, that one that's in love with life that goes, I love my life. Abundance. Everything is easy. They're in the flow, full of joy and laughter. And just relax again into your heart, out through your third eye, and sense. Maybe you'll see them through, you're looking for their eyes. Maybe you notice their hair. There you go. Just know that they're there, that they're connected. And in your mind's eye, ask them. Ask them to help pull you forward. Will they be a guide, a guardian for you as you navigate these times? Will he or she be that guard, that guardian? And ask them if you can step inside their shoes, literally in your mind's eye, travel through time, and step into their shoes, looking through their eyes, what it's like to be them. Notice through this life what's easy, what's full of joy, what surprises you. There you go. And in your mind's eye, very gently look back to where that person you is, back to this current date. And notice you made choices again and again to let you be this extraordinary version. What was your right thinking, your right loving, your right action? How did you continue to choose this? What strength did you have to call on? Your diligence, your guidance, your wisdom, your kindness, your stillness. And now you get to become an angel. Become an angel and travel back to that current you. What do they need to know? Stick with it. What are their words like? What would you tell them? What do they need to feel? You want to share the wisdom. What do they need? Is there something they need to forgive themselves for? Something they need to be more loving to themselves, kindness to themselves, laugh more. What would you tell them? Tell them now. Share it with them. Whispered in their ear aloud, know that they will feel it, sense it. And look at that pathway, sense that they get it, and notice that pathway from the future to the current and open it up for them. Clear the trail, create the pathway so they can find it. Put in the GPS signs, whatever that would be, make it easy. 
easy for them, easy, easy. Go back and forth, easy, easy. And allow yourself to come, thank them, thank them, come back into you now, still bringing all that wisdom back into today, this moment. Feeling those ripples, the waves settle into the now. Allow it to anchor into your body, all your joints, your belly, your head, your heart. It's a new story. It holds all that harmony, the hope. And feel all those supporting you. Those veils are thin, the angels, the ancestors, the wind, all the dimensions, your power animals. And as you're knowing you're totally supported in your mind's eye, take a quick look. What's the vision for the planet? Clean water, air, individuals making right choices, that right thinking, that right loving, that right action. Light. And bring that in now. Become that attractor in centropy for not only the highest version of you now, but the highest version of the planet. A beautiful pathway for your life and for the world. And give thanks. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, angels. Thank that future you. All those guardians, all those guides, they're right there. Those veils are thin and open. And allow it to be done. Deep breath. And come right back down into your body. Deep breath into you into you, into you, into you, spirit and form. And those are the three things. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Renee. You're such a gift and your teachings are really, you're such a blessed teacher. That's such a wonderful gift that you share with the world. And what a nice journey. Um, Guess I have to come back. <laughs> come back, come back, come back, come back. Bring it back. I know you got lots of bring it back. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Thanks you so much. So yeah. Um, we love having you here and thank you for um for being such a, a good community team player and um blessings. Yeah. Welcome to the 10th annual I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are excited to offer this container for you to celebrate during these darker days of December 
from December 20th through January 2nd. We will be having live events every day in the Wynn Clan. There will also be a recording available for you if you've given us your email address over at IamSymposium.com. And there's an opportunity to purchase this whole series if you don't think you can be with us live. So again, welcome, and we look forward to being with you throughout.